Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, you are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay, I got something for you today. Um, I, I'm going to have a conversation this morning about my understanding of grace. Now that I've gotten older and I've come into a better understanding of a lot of things I didn't know about when I was younger. This is just my interpretation of grace. Now, once again, y'all, listen to me. I I ain't nobody's pastor. I ain't nobody's minister. So, you know, I'm pretty sure you can go to church and get a far more extensive definition of one I'm giving you. I'm just talking to people. You know, grace is this thing that, that God provides for us. And grace is just things that you get that's really undeserving. You know, I mean, I I look at my life as it is today. You know, look, I work hard and I have faith in God. That I do. So things are going to happen in my life. But the way my life is now, I don't I don't I don't deserve all of this. I don't I don't I don't look at it that way. I have been the beneficiary of God's grace. I have align myself in a position to accept whatever grace God has for me. And it will be far abundant and exceedingly in anything you could think of. His grace supersedes anything you could possibly imagine. You know, the goals that I set and the aspirations that I shoot for and the things that I have on my dream board, I have the faith that God will give it to me. But what he does with grace, he gives you far more than that. He gives you what 
he has for you, not what you can see. You can't see all he has for you. It's impossible. Who are you? How can you possibly imagine what he can imagine? How can you possibly think how he can think? How, how can you possibly do what he can do? How can it be? There isn't a single mind living or a collection of minds that could have thought of Earth. What in your wildest imagination could have made you think of Earth, the stars, the heavens, the oceans, the, 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 the galaxy, the, the constellations? What in your mind? What in any man's mind? We can point at it and analyze it, but we sure couldn't have thought of it. So come on now. I'm talking about lining yourself up with God's grace, which he will give to you if, if you if you want some of it now. But now here's the thing about grace. It can't be bought. If it could, if it could be bought, I'm telling you, I would pull all the money I have and dump it into grace. Because after discovering what it is, it's this goodness that God shines on you simply as a reward of some type for his love for you. And for you attempting, for you attempting to do right. Not because you get it right. Because if he judged us purely on how we are, the right and wrong of it, we would all be doomed. All of us. Every last one of us would be doomed because we all fall short. We all make mistakes. We all sin. We all get it wrong from time to time. Nobody's perfect, man. Now I understand what my mother was singing about cleaning the house. All I want is a little more grace. All I need is a little more grace. When the last time you asked God for some grace? I'm not talking to you like I know everything. If you just benefit from his grace, which you already have, but if you're not aware of it, you don't know what's going on. Become aware of grace. Get aware of the fact that God does things for you simply because he loves you. He does things for you that you don't even deserve. Somehow you just wonder how you just got over. When you didn't even do the things to get over. You, sometimes you don't even know how you got that job you got when you ain't even really do the things to get your job. How you end up where you are? All the education you thought you went and got and had. How you end up where you are today? In a much better position than your education could have ever gotten you. That's, that's grace. How I get every place I am today. I didn't plan this, man. If I could have planned my life the way it is, don't you know I'd have done it when I was living in that car? If I knew how to do it, no, I benefited from his grace. I'm just a beneficiary of his grace, of his goodness and his mercy. God's goodness is better than your goodness. God's goodness is better than your mother's goodness. It's better than your wife's or your husband or your boo's goodness. God's goodness is different. His goodness, man, covers some stuff you can't even imagine. So why are you trying to put your life together when the last time you asked him for just a little bit of grace? When have you thought of your life in terms of the grace that it has already benefited from? Have you ever done that? Man, just thought about, you know, you hear songs like My Soul Look Back and Wonder How I Got Over. That was grace. That's all I can call it. Now, like I said, you can go to church or somewhere if you want to. And ministers that went to school to, to teach this thing way better than me. I'm just giving you from a layman's standpoint, man. Have you thought about his grace? Would you not be well to be a beneficiary of his grace? 
would it not serve? Now, check this out. The better you try to do, the more grace he'll give to you. And that grace can't be bought. Like I said, it's free. You can't purchase grace. But the better you try to become, the more, the more grace he gets to put your way. So, man, just try. Why don't you just try to do better? Look, man, quit talking about it. I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start at the new year. No, you're not. You do that every year. You know, At the new year, I'm going to eat better. At the new year, I'm going to go on and get in here. In the new year, well, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it now, man. You're going to do it now. Stop trying. Do, do it. Stop talking about it. Do it now. The best way to benefit from his grace is start in action now. N-O-W. Now. Right now. Today. What you waiting on? All you doing is delaying his opportunity to bless you. You know, man, you know, do you know how many times we do that? We delay his opportunity to bless us by not starting now. If you're going to get healthy, why don't you start now? Now, you're going to trip a little bit because the holiday's coming, but you ain't got to eat bad all the time. You could start eating correct today. You could. You could. And then guess what? That could be some grace on the end of that. I'm just giving you a, a little cheap analogy. But do you feel what I'm saying to you? Start thinking in terms of grace, what he has done for you and provided for you that you ain't even see coming that, you know, you keep calling them blessings, and I got that. A lot of it, and that's all it is. But, man, have you thought about the stuff that didn't happen to you you can't account for? You, I, I, For me, that's been grace, and I'm a beneficiary of it, and that's available to everybody that wants some. So next time you're talking to him, just check in with grace. See what that is. That's, that's better than money. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. May I have your attention, please? May I have your undivided attention, please? No. The long-awaited return is here. He back. (laughs) Ignorant, rested, he back. Back and more black. I got some rest. I found new level of ignorance. Ooh. I'm I'm funny. I'm overjoyed. What is this? What is this? That I feel inside. Hey. <laughs> that keeps setting my soul on fire. Hey. Steve Harvey's back on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Before I get started, I want to thank my incredible crew for holding it down. Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell Jr., Nephew Tommy, and my main man, J. Anthony Brown. Hey. Welcome back, Steve. Yeah. I'm Steve. Clap for your you. damn self. What? <laughs> Clap for yourself. We sound like Clap a group. for <laughs> your damn <laughs> self. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Steve. You were missed, honey. Man. My dog. But we were checking yeah. you out on the gram, baby. Yeah, Talk you about living them. your best life. I'd and love to tell y'all that I missed y'all. You gonna be lying. <laughs> you ain't got to lie, Chris. Yeah, I know. Lie, but let's just hold that for a later date. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was it, Steve? 
Good man, morning. Man, I can't even, I don't even know where to start. It's so much, huh? It's so much. First of all, I'm going to talk about Africa tomorrow. I can't talk about Africa today because I don't want to. I don't want to come back with that story first day back. So let's just talk about all the joyous stuff. Even though Africa means more to me now than it's mm-hmm. ever meant to me. But we'll get into that. But let's just talk about the, because I was so overjoyed but overwhelmed in Africa. I don't want to get into the overwhelmness today. So let's just talk about the other part. <laughs> Ask me anything. Okay. Okay, I got Anything? it. I got the question on the Steve, how Anything? hard was you balling? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. Let's go there. How hard was I balling? Show us how to do it, Let Steve. Let me ask you this here question. How hard can a ball get? <laughs> <laughs> how, how high is the level the of ball? The ball I huh? had was made out of concrete. Throw it to me if you want to. It didn't even bounce. Cue ball hard. Don't ask for it. I throw it. I swear to God, if if you're missing it, it'll tear your teeth out. Wow. Uh, I'm just glad you're rested. I always love you back up from vacation. Yeah, yeah. He's on another energy. So listen. So listen, I don't know what y'all got planned for the show, but this is what we're going to do. When we come back, y'all can ask me questions. About oh, what I happened, what I did, anything, but be specific so I can answer questions. I right, take okay. questions all morning. Steve, this is called Steve is Back Monday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you heard Steve. it from the man yourself. We will be back with Steve is Back Monday at 32 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's Monday. Steve Harvey is back. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey is back. On the morning show, uh-huh. with so much to tell, all the places he goes, <laughs> I got he questions. done went somewhere, he done told it seen lots of seen. twirls, <laughs> Steve Harvey done messed around on the other side of the world. <laughs> all right, Tommy, you have a question. Good. Yeah, that was great. Go yeah, ahead, Tommy. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's get to it. For all right, uncle. big dog. What did you do that's so baller that I wish I could do? That's everything. Mm. Shut that's up, Joe. That's the whole everything. trip. Yeah. That's the whole trip. Yeah. That's too broad that's, of an Yeah, answer. that is. I thought you had something. Okay, to all right. Okay, okay, Steve. Okay, you... all right, let me start it for you. Yeah. We landed for the first time in Venice. Oh, I've Venice, never gone Italy. to Venice. I thought that was Venice. So I when you know. leave the airport, they pick you up in a boat. So you board the boat. And now you head across the bay or whatever it is. I did not know this. I promise you I didn't, and I'm not making it up. I did not know that there are no streets in Venice. That's why. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know that there are no streets for car traffic. Oh, you just have to go in the gondola? It's you, water taxis and, and uh, gondolas. Uh-huh. Gondolas. Uh-huh. So that's how you get around. So what I'm trying to tell you is, if you got to take a boat to get somewhere, you need to know where Craig House at. <laughs> not Craig. Not Craig You need to Venice. know exactly <laughs> where Craig House at. Don't go over there looking for Reva Durchie's house and you ain't show. Because if it's on the other side, partner, you can't, like, cut through the alley or turn down this corner and double back. Uh, no. You in uh-huh. a boat, a skinny boat. You can't make U-turns. So that was for starters, man. That was Venice. And my wife's dream was to ride 
on a uh, gondola. Aww. So you made her uh, dream come so true. We did it the first night we got mm-hmm. there. So that that was pretty amazing. Did the people yeah. know you in Ven- Venice, Italy? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what happened, yeah. Steve? Yeah. You had paparazzi. Well, it started with style. some black people from New York. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's how it started. What happened? I was what doing fine. Where were they? Yeah, were they from Brooklyn? I, I was fine to leave black people from New York saw me. <laughs> and it started with, no, it ain't. <laughs> yeah. That's all I heard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it ain't. I love it, Steve. Then I heard, Oh, hell no. <laughs> That's the one That's right all there. I, all I heard was, oh, hell no. <laughs> and that was it. You I turned around. Uh, yes, the blankety blanket is. <laughs> I been blank blank. I said, what's up, bro? I told y'all. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and then some other people started noticing, and then it was on and cracking, man. Mm-hmm. It was on and cracking. Wow. Regular regular day, Unc. First day, how many cigars did you smoke on this trip here? Oh, let me see. Uh-oh, that means a lot. <laughs> he was balling. He was balling. Yeah. <laughs> did you go over your limit for the year? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I might have to go to the doctor to get checked. Looking <laughs> 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 <Making> gold leaves. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to go ahead. And ah, you might have a lung disease. Yeah. How much you use? Oh, I might have to just go to Cuba and make sure everybody is rested. <laughs> so, so from Venice, but it was like amazing, man. Yeah. And uh, Venice was amazing. Then we left Venice and we went to uh, uh, Pula, uh, Croatia. Mm-hmm. And Croatia, I've never been. And we wanted to try something new, and so we did that. And so we're going down the coastline of Croatia, man, and it's like breathtakingly beautiful. I've never wow. seen a land, uh, a shoreline like that in my life, man. It was just God was all over the place. And then we stopped in the mm-hmm. port where they film Game of Thrones. Shut y'all. up! No, you did. Shut up! No, you did. Yeah. Hey, saw the castle. Uh-huh. Yes. Where the dragon burnt down at the end, where the queen was standing in the tower. Yes. Wow. What'd you say, Steve? What'd you say? Hey, man, Marjorie went up there and took pictures on all of. Go to Marjorie's Instagram. Well, yeah, she yeah, had yeah. it on her story. I don't even know how to work that. But she took <gasps> all the pictures. She was on top of the wall. You could see the oh. entire city, the castle, how they shot it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, you could see uh uh the you just saw the hallways. The walkways, the look, and the stone in that city is the original stone that's always been there. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm talking nice. about now, you know, Game of Thrones, even though it's fictional, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. Those, the city that it's shot in has yeah. the original stone in it when it was first laid. The most beautiful stone you've ever seen on the sidewalk. Wow. It was, and then you could go up the steps where they shot scenes of Game of Thrones. You could see it, and uh, you know, I bought me some Game of Thrones shirts and you know, a couple. And then <laughs> I bought me some Game of Thrones yeah, wine mugs. So I was drinking my red wine on the boat out of Game of Thrones mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard I was balling. I was drinking my wine out of out of Game of Thrones goblets, looking back at the castle. Yeah, man, I was. 
That's funny. Damn, you're That's the king. How the heifer? Did you talk like that? Go back, heifer. Father. Back up, Captain Father. Away with you, heifer. The red wedding. Oh, crazy. Man. That's crazy. Okay, so it after It was Croatia, crazy, man. Croatia. Then. After Croatia, I went for the first time to a place called Montenegro. Call Montenegro got a brand new port that is owned and bought by Dubai. Okay. Lloyd. I'm learning Lloyd. so much from you, Steve. <laughs> now, what Negro is it? Who is it? Monty. No, listen to me. Now, you got to be careful. All right, hold when they that, Steve. You, you hold that story. Something about you being hold, hold that story, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we have more from Steve's incredible wow. vacation uh, <laughs> coming up right after this. Also, Reverend Motown is back. Didn't know that. Right. Reverend Motown is back. Uh, Deacon Def Jam, uh, church complaints. And uh, we'll talk about all that coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Steve is going to tell us about his Montenegro stop on his uh, European excursion vacation this year. <laughs> Balling. <laughs> he fell and then he got up and balled some more. All right, but right now it is uh, Monday, and of course it is time for church complaints. And guess who's back? Not only is Deacon Def Jam in the building, but Reverend Motown okay. has been out, but he's back today, the same day as Steve. Amazing, right? <laughs> I can't with you. I know. Church complaints. What's up? <laughs> Ah, uh, pastor. Uh, um, pastor. So sorry. Uh, uh, here, here, deacon. Here, or fourth am I? Oh, uh, we want to first of all thank Sister Shirley, uh, Sister Carly, um, Junior Deacon Junior, uh. uh uh, Real Madnoy, and, right. and of course uh, you, uh, Deacon, for holding down the JPJJ while I was away. Well, it's been a difficult situation. But I'm back situation. now. Uh. I, I beg your pardon? It has been a difficult situation, and I'll get to it when we get to the complaints, but it has been very difficult. Well, here we oh, is, and let us begin with church complaints. <laughs> and notice now, Deacon, for the complaints start, uh-huh. I ain't in the mood for it, so go ahead. <laughs> you just got first back. back. First day back. First of all, I will say welcome back, Pastor. I will say that, but let me go ahead and be completely honest with you. There are rumors that we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know if you was incarcerated. From my understanding, they're hearing that you was preaching at various churches around the world. And the members are a bit upset about your absence. Now, the, from from what we understand, you done been to Kanye's church and then spoke there. Is this true? <laughs> Whoa. First of all, don't welcome me back <laughs> and then not really mean to welcome. <laughs> See, a welcome back follows with, oh, how I missed you. Maybe a selection from Harold Melvin and the Blue Note Quartet. Uh-huh. Things of that, oh, uh, <laughs> Did he break out? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
You are nasty. Miss you. I miss you. Miss you. Something like that there. But what? you, on the other hand, are questioning that I was preaching around the world. That's what we were Croatia needs saving, too. I understand. And you they make larger see- donations than mm. us over here. Well, did you bring money back for the church? Hello? We, mm. The expenses mm. of world travel is great. <laughs> the, the yacht and all. <laughs> you know. What type of expenses are we talking about, Pastor? You go, you, you go, you preach, you leave. pastas and shrimps and mussels. <laughs> you know, eating things that, that we don't normally eat, testing, testing out things. <laughs> Eggplant parmesan. <laughs> uh, chicken parmaguini. You know, all that. Okay. So all the money so you made, no, you ate it No, there was up. no money bought back, but the donations did help to make a greater trip. I see. Okay. Didn't bring money back for the church. Listen, I I have been here struggling with this church, and I have done everything I can to try to keep this uh, church afloat. Um, as of right now, just to let you know what I have done, the left side of the sanctuary is the only uh, spot that has air conditioning. They want they want AC. They have to get there early. That's what I have done. I have been cutting back here at this congregation because you have been gone. Mm. Mm. Well, see, you struggling because you ain't me. (laughs) Truth be told. Amen. Okay. Your struggle. No, 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 no. That's not an amen. What is the way? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. amen. You heard it, then. (laughs) But it was like a question. You, you can't say. You can't hear amen. Let somebody say amen. 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 Amen again. No, 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 no. Multiple amen. This is not an amen type of moment. You have left this. You cut it back because you don't know how to ask. Scripture says you have not because you ask not. You better quote it. See, you started running out of money. You start cutting off air conditioners. Ain't nobody asked you to cut off the air conditioner, but you didn't ask to keep the air conditioner on. Let's just say amen. 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 No, not amen. No, 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 not amen. No, amen is in agreement right there. You putting the negative on top of positive. Amen is an agreement term. You can't say no, amen. But I'm not agreeing. That's a double constellation. That's a double constellation. A constellation is in the sky with the galaxy. That's when two stars up in each other. So you need to know your English. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Deacon, Pastor, maybe, um, maybe you should be nice I want to let you know right bad. now that the, the congregation has, uh, there's a situation going on right now. There are now, uh, there's now a pastoral election because we didn't know Uh-oh. if you was coming back or not. Uh-oh. There's 23 people up for this position. And, uh, <laughs> like the Democrats. Yeah, you might want to start uh, campaigning as soon as possible. Is there something you would like to say to the congregation to keep you at this job? Of course. Of course I do. It ain't no, you're not voting me out because I'm not stepping out. <laughs> yeah, come on. Back. See, your vote is for no reason because I'm back. I ain't going nowhere. And you take them other 20 Democratical congregational candidates 
and pack them up all in the Democratic side of your crack if you want to. Oh, uh, What pastor. you're not going to do is, no, no, since I told y'all wasn't in the mood for this thing. <laughs> now, I'll come back and now all of a sudden y'all trying to Donald Trump me. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> ain't no impeachment plan going on up in here to jackpot Jordan Jerusalem. I started this church. I, 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 not you. Totally I'm not going to be run out my church by no folk I, over here like like you, sir. Well, you, 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 you going to find you yourself in a place. run off from the church. That's what you did. Well, who the candidates you got? Look here. You got old Bishop Biden. <laughs> Biden. He, he done already been in under, uh, under, under Cardinal Obama. Then you got... Uh, uh, then you got the other candidate, uh, Deacon Sanders, who don't look like he gonna make a full term. <laughs> then you got, uh, then you got First Lady Elizabeth Warren over here. Very good. Lord mm-hmm. Almighty. She got a plan. Though. She got a plan. She gonna have to do something now. If she gonna oh, be okay. taking pictures. Okay. All right. Well, um, at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, first day back, fresh off vacation. Uh, You know, you've told us where you started. You started in Venice, then you went on up to Croatia. Then you were telling us about Montenegro. Now, tell us about Montenegro. I left Venice and I went down the coast of Croatia. Okay, down. Next place, we don't know direction. You look on my Instagram, in Croatia, I stopped at a mussel farm and an oyster farm. And oh, pulled yeah, out mussels and oysters and washed them myself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, talked trash. <laughs> so after that, we went to the first time ever to this place called Montenegro. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to be careful as a black person because, you know, they be in that black and Montenegro. And, you know, you be you don't be paying on trash. <laughs> you get tight. Yeah, you be a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> they be saying that real fast and you be yeah. walking around. It's in the Negro. Uh-huh. There go another Negro. Uh-huh. What you mean, there go another Negro? <laughs> but then they'll be saying, welcome to Montenegro. And, and then, you know, so you have to be careful. But anyway, uh, Dubai owns this port. It's two ports in Montenegro. It's where the cruise ships dock. And then there's a more uh, upscale port mm-hmm. on the other side of the uh, bay. So you go around the corner. It's more, uh, some great food over there. Lots of shops, lots of souvenir shops. Uh, they had a... What? They had a Louis Vuitton bags on potato chip racks. Huh? Huh? Were they real? They had they real? Louis Vuitton bags on potato chip racks. Wow. So were they knockoffs? You know how you clip potato chips on, you just yeah, snatch yeah, them yeah. up? You can uh, shop yeah. for a Louis Vuitton bag like that. Wow. And it was 75% off. When have yeah. you ever I've seen never. Louis Vuitton oh. on sale? Oh, they never. never. You ain't getting none? Never. Dog, dog, them wasn't real. <laughs> no, you got a case of them, though, dog. You <laughs> could have flipped dog. them when you got back. Now he bootlegging person. The whole, right there. <laughs> then they had a, a AP watch, a Rolex, Ooh, and, a, a, and a Hublot in a window, all of them in the same box. But then they had a fake Gucci and New York Yankee hat combined. (laughs) I said, okay. What? So we go around the corner to this other port, and Dubai owns it, and it is completely different. It's one of my favorite places now. It was stunningly clean, 
very, very nice to see. The views were exquisite and the places was just real, real, real nice. And it's not even completely built up yet, but it's going to be one of the hot spots. People are going to go to Montenegro. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was just, it was a really, really wonderful place to go. All the Croatia food was good. Yeah, that's Puerto yeah. Negro. Wonderful food. food. What'd you eat? Seafood. I mean, look, you you're on the water. Seafood, seafood is gonna be fresh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just an incredible, incredible trip. And so that was, uh, that was that for uh, Croatia. And, and after that, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just became mo. You know, what <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mo. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> How you want to do it? I got more if you need more. I just need more. We need to stop here so everybody can catch their breath. Then go ahead yeah. and breathe. Yeah, because it's great. <laughs> All right, Steve. So introduce Miss Ann, please. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, the one and only Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you, Steve. Welcome back. This is Ann Tripp with the news. In Portland, Oregon yesterday, a few hundred racists showed up for their threatened rally. However, they were met by a much larger group of anti-fascists, so they only stayed about 30 minutes before they were safely escorted away by local police and then happily marched and chanted away across a bridge that had been closed off to the city's residents. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler says he understands why his city's targeted by white supremacists. Portland, being a very progressive community, is always going to be at or near ground zero when it comes to this battle. That's just the reality. Thirteen people were arrested. Now the Proud Boys have since issued a news release promising to continue coming to Portland if the mayor there does not, quote, remove, that's the word they are using, the anti-racist and anti-fascist group Antifa from the city. By the way, the Proud Boys have been labeled a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, and the Portland Police Bureau has been criticized recently for siding with and sometimes maintaining friendly relationships with some far-right extremists. The Islamic State claimed responsibility for a horrible bombing a bombing of a wedding in Kabul on Saturday held by the minority Shia ethnic group. They killed at least 63 people, 14 in one family, and they left 182 others injured. Actor Peter Fonda has died. His family says that the Oscar-nominated actor and writer died as a result of lung cancer. Peter Fonda was, of course, the son of actor Henry Fonda, the brother of Jane Fonda. One of his memorable roles was that of the surfer dude. Surfer dude in the movie Escape from L.A. That was Peter Fonda. He'd done much, much more work than that, but probably that's the one that people remember most recently. Peter Fonda was 79 years old. Patrick Pizzella, a lobbyist and government official who has reportedly spent years fighting against workplace regulations and organized labor, especially the federal minimum wage, he's now the Trump administration's acting labor secretary. In other words, Pizzella now is supposed to protect workers' rights. According to the New York Times, many in the White House have been pushing hard to undermine the union's ability to bargain collectively and raise dues and exert political power. At the weekend box office uh, was Universal's new movie Good Boys, which has become the first original R-rated comedy in three years. Years to top the box office charts. It's also only the second original film of any kind to open at number one this year. Good Boys, by the way, brought in $21 million. Finally, with this past weekend be the 50th anniversary of the famous Woodstock concert in upstate New York, the Steve Harvey Morning Show remembers that this is also the 50th anniversary of the Harlem Cultural Festival, where Sly and Family Stone, Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder, among the stars who put on the show nicknamed Black Woodstock, some others who performed that day in Harlem, the late great Mahalia Jackson, B.B. King, Gladys Knight, and the Pips, and the Fifth Dimension. 
Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, so you've been on vacation. I don't know how much news you got a chance to watch, but this is a story that's been trending on social media. As we all know, Jay-Z and Rock Nation have teamed up with the NFL for music entertainment and social justice initiatives. However, Jay-Z has received a lot, I mean, a lot, Steve, a lot of backlash for his partnership with the NFL. It was also reported on Saturday that Jay-Z will have a significant ownership interest in an NFL team, but some are saying that Jay-Z turned his back on Colin Kaepernick. That's what this whole thing is about, really. Uh, here's a soundbite of Jay-Z and Roger Goodell talking about the deal. Take a listen. I think we passed kneeling. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And we're done with that. You know why we were kneeling? Okay. Do you know the issue? Yeah. Do you know the issue? Yes? We all know the issue now. What are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. And to go to Jay's point, uh, we listened to our players. We understood what our players were saying, and we created a platform of which to help drive change in communities. Let me say this. With no disrespect intended to anybody's viewpoint, because in this world we live in, irregardless as to how you feel about it, people are going to express their viewpoints, whether they agree, disagree, are understanding of the situation, or well-versed on facts. We've gotten into a point in our world where the only thing that counts is eyeballs on your site, clicks, and so people do anything to make that happen. Here's my take on the Jay-Z situation. I think that people have to look at this from a broader sense. Jay-Z has gotten himself to a level where he can bring about change in ways that can aid in protest because sometimes after the protest is over, which it is over in the NFL, you have to now find an alternative way. And sitting at the table is one way to do it. And I think him taking this position, I think we all have to kind of look at it. Okay, so now we got somebody who is of us sitting at the table. I don't see it this anything against Colin Kaepernick because, first of all, let's look at all of the NFL players because we understand what it was about. But the president and the system turned the uh, narrative around to make it against the flag in the military when that's not what the protest was about at all. Here's what I'm saying. If Jay-Z comes out and he's signing a deal to handle music, entertainment, and social injustices, see, there's ways to do it because entertainment bridges gaps. So now you have a face that has always been for us at the table to talk about the type of entertainment, the type of music, and to always really, really raise the issues of social injustice. All right, Steve, hold that thought. I hate to interrupt you because this is good. But we'll talk about this more at 34 After. I will take a short break and be right back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you were saying about the uh, Jay-Z NFL merger. What were you saying about that? So, so, but let me just say this to everybody, especially for us. We are oftentimes very quick to re- to forget a person's track record. And you know what I heard Bishop Jake say the other day 
on video while I was on vacation. He was doing this conference on called Intentionality. It was called Intentionality. Mm-hmm. He said, people judge you by your actions. God judges you by your intent. And oftentimes we do things in a well-meaning way, but the way we did it, people take it and it's open to subjective opinion and they ridicule the way when the intent can be totally clean and pure. That's I just want to you say right. that's what's in your heart. Oftentimes, many times. Yeah, that's what's in your heart. And so on behalf of Jay-Z, I think of all the many things he's done that's been so socially relevant so important how he spoke up for so many incarcerated young men how he got fathers out on bail for father's day i look at all of the wells and water he done put over in africa Mm -hmm. i look at all of the situation how he helped these young rappers out of tax situations to get their money right and straighten their life out i look at all the philanthropic money that him and his wife have poured into the black community See, all of that right there can't get swept under the rug. Yeah. And sometimes we, oftentimes, we forget yeah. a person's track record. And we take what Bishop Jakes was talking about, intentionality. How man judges you by your actions, but God judges you by your intent. And so as Jay-Z moves forward, I think we have to be conscious that way because his heart is good, man. I've talked with this cat many times. This dude is solid. He's always been solid. And so I think we have to understand and let him get in there and, and, and make some changes, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just, we, we so fast to just knock somebody down when they try to do something, man. First of all, ain't no black person had no relationship with the NFL. No, no, no. <laughs> that I recall, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Good from the hip hop community. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Right. From the hip hop right. community? Man, they ain't let R&B sing in there. Yeah, This brother then wield his position and power with Rock Nation and signed enough stars where they now know he got weight. So now he can get in there and he can make a change. And I think that's what we have to be aware of. That's, that's right. just yeah. and me like he said, thinking out forward. loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. moving forward. You what Colin forward. Kaepernick did was good in that time, in that time period. Now here's Jay-Z to move us forward, to move You mean to tell me there's going to be a right, black Steve. NFL owner? <laughs> Don't that I sound crazy? I hope it. No, I hope it sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be the sound by time. That's what yeah. it sounds like. By time. And y'all, and, and y'all want to know how strong of a circle that is? We had a black president in the United States before we had a black football team owner. Yeah. Mm. You better Check talk. that out. If you don't think you that's a tough circle to crack, folks, please understand. Mm. Please understand. They kept Rush Limbaugh from getting the team, and that boy got all kind of money. Mm-hmm. I can go down the list. Yeah. It's a tough mm-hmm. circle to get in, man. But somebody got to have a machete in their hand, man. And I'm glad Jay-Z got a machete in his hand on this one because he can pave the way for other owners, for other uh, African-American voices, people of color, Latino voices to get in there and speak up. Yeah, that's the positive way so, to look at it. You're right. Mm-hmm. Welcome yeah. back, Steve so, hey, Harvey, he's baby. Back. Yeah. Still dropping I'm just it. trying to talk about my vacation. I don't know what all this is. <laughs> all right, Steve. More stories from Steve. Steve is back, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, he's taking us on a journey of his vacation, his ball out vacation. We'll have more when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today, and Steve is back. The subject is, my husband's friend can't stay here. Uh, but right now, nephew in the building with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Tow truck driver. What's that? Tow truck driver. <laughs> yes, the tow truck Such driver. Such a character. Oh. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Tow truck driver. Run it, Ken. <laughs> Candyman, they just blew out the whole electrical system in the whole. Hello, hello, hello. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to find Candy. Is, who is this? Uh, this is Candyman. Okay, you, you, are you the guy with the tow truck? You, you the tow truck driver? Yeah, that's me. Trucking. Okay, hey man, you jump started my girl's car three days ago and blew the whole electrical system out, man. I did. Hold on. Hold on, let me get back in my truck. You said I did what now? You do jump people's vehicles when they when they got a stalled vehicle, don't you? Right, that's what I do. I, I jump vehicles, yes. Okay, so you actually did my, my girl's car about three days ago, man. You jump-started her car. But now when you when you over-jumped it is what you did, okay? You done blew out the whole electrical system in the whole car, the dashboard. Everything is just completely out. And they talking about this going to be about $1,500 to get this thing. I'm sorry now. Who is this now? My name Kenneth, man. But you, you, Kenneth. my girl Sheila, man. You jump started. You over jumped her car. Well, just wait, wait a minute, Kenneth. There's no such thing as a uh, over jumping a car. You can't over jump a car, man. Man, let me tell your country. Now, whoever told you that? That's just now. That's just dumb. Hey, let me tell you something, man. You over jumped my girl's car. Okay, and you blew out you the entire. You can't jump a car. What do you mean? You that's what you did, man. You done blew out the entire electrical system. The entire dashboard is completely dead. The people at the dealership saying it's gonna take fifteen hundred dollars to get this thing back up and running. Well, you may want to take it somewhere else because they're trying to rip you off. There's no such there ain't no such thing as over jumping a car and blowing. And if she drove off that day, then. She should be fine. I've jumped plenty of cars. I jump cars all day long. People always need to jump. I know what I've never over jumped a car blown out of the electrical hey, system. Look, you over jumped this car, okay? And that's the reason why it's completely shut down. All the fuses are blown out. Everything is completely dead. You over jumped the car. And now it's a fifteen hundred dollars and the reason why I'm calling you is you should be the person paying for this. Oh, uh, no, no, hell no, no. Now that sure ain't gonna happen. I'm not gonna pay for something I didn't do. You did, you did it. You the one overjumped it, man. You overjumped the car. I don't overjump cars. Now, that, now wait a minute. Now wait just one minute, man. Now I'm not gonna argue with you. I jump cars all the time, and you mean to tell me I overjumped your? You, you're a. No, I'm not you, you know what? You're gonna get your. Well, if I don't get this fifteen hundred dollars, I'm sorry. You said what, man? You gonna get your whoop if I don't get this fifteen hundred dollars to take care of this whole car and the whole electrical system? Well, I tell you what, I'm over here on Martin Luther King right now. Now, if you talking about whooping somebody, you bring it on over here. Now, I don't overjump no cars, and I don't owe you no money. Either. You owe me fifteen hundred dollars, you country son of a. You owe me fifteen. Son, let me tell you something. You'll be in for a long. I will take this tow truck and ram it straight up your ass, and I'm not playing with you. No, I don't, I well don't talk to people like this, and I sure as hell don't appreciate it when someone talks to me like that. I'm whooping my ass. 
You got it, man. You know what? You're going to mess around and get your little tow truck towed off some That's what's going to happen. And you're going to get your whoop in the mix of all of this, man. Let me tell you something. I need this $1,500 today or tomorrow so I can get my girl coffee. I don't owe you Where the did I jump this car off at? Because that's exactly where I'll meet you at. You, you jumped my girl car off at her job. She was downtown at her job. What street? Because I'm down there a lot. I don't know what street it is, but she, she worked downtown. See, so that's the problem. You're such a dumb <laughs> She don't even know what street it's on. And you know I owe you $1,500. You are crazy as you hell. I'm going to get this $1,500 out your Now, you're going to make a decision on which one you want to do. Either you're going to bring me the $1,500 today or tomorrow, or I'm going to have your Whoops. You got till 5 o'clock tomorrow. Son, you ain't got to wait on tomorrow. I made my decision right now. Ain't going to happen. Ain't ever going to happen. I don't owe you. And if you can get it out of my son, you can have it. But I bet you this much, you better pack a lunch. It's going to be a long night for you, buddy. I don't care how long it's going to be. You're going to get a $1,500. That's what you're gonna get, candy or candy man. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay this fifteen hundred dollars. You can call me what you want to call me, son. But I tell you this: after I whoop your, you'll call me something else. You country. Listen, son. I've got to go. I got work to do. I've got somebody outside right waiting on me right now to hook up their car. I ain't got time to be arguing with you, son. All right. Now, if you really want to find me, you really want to find Candyman. Everybody out there knows how to find me. You understand me? So if you really want that $1,500, son, you come and get it. But I ain't got time to be sitting here arguing with you all day. I got work to do. I got to get back out of this truck. I got one more thing I need to tell you, and I want you to put this in your mind good and strong. Are you listening? I'm listening to you, son, as long as you ain't going to say about me giving you $1,500. I'll tell you what. I want to tell you this. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by another record driver named... You know what, that son of a... <laughs> that, that son of a... You know what? <laughs> you're listening to this, because I, I owe you a $1,500 open, son. That's that nephew, in case you forgot her. In case you forgot her. That's, that's, that's still what I do now. I ain't been to you know, uh, Madagascar in it. You know, you even though I've been gone for a while, uh-huh. you know, Tommy, even though I've been gone for a while, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Wait, stupidity, yeah, stupidity is always as shocking as it is when you think you used to. <laughs> You know, you know, like, I, like I ain't got a shot of stupidity in a long time, and I just want you to know something, man. As a person that provides it in large doses, it's yeah. still that shocking how stupid you really are. Yeah, see, they don't have that in Monte, Monte. Where you went? The money, 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 money. They ain't got none money of that. Negro. They ain't got that there. But you Steve, know? while you were gone, though, huh? it was that perhaps. It's highest level ever. That's yeah. all I can say. Because he ain't had nobody reigning him in. <laughs> Between yeah. him, Jay, and oh, and Junior Boy? Oh uh-uh. my goodness, did he clown. <laughs> I taught I taught Junior something. Uh, tell me if I'm telling the truth. Ain't Man. it a right way to do the wrong thing? <laughs> ain't it up? <a>, what? <laughs> exactly. Isn't it a right way to do the wrong thing? 
You don't want to well, do the wrong thing wrong. You want to do the wrong thing right. Wow. You well, feel me? You know, this is going to surprise y'all. See, uh-uh. But he's absolutely right. About <laughs> I told y'all. I told y'all. Junior called him a genius. I said, yeah. boy, yeah. You know, that ain't real. Junior just him as a man. Yeah. Just as a man, I must admit. <laughs> I've had several conversations with many people about the right way to do uh-huh. the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And I'm so ashamed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I ask my father God for forgiveness all the time. Because when I look back on my checkered past. Mm. <laughs> and all the things he's bought me. Well, yeah. come on. My soul screams out hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank God for saving me. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But I thought about I that. once was lost. <laughs> but now I'm found. Yes. Was blind. But mm. now I see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Preach. Mm. Uh. Uh, Sometimes being blind ain't that bad at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you for that sermon. Up next, uh, Strawberry Letters subject, my husband's friend can't stay here. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, dating, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Steve is back. Tommy, let's go. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, my husband's friend cannot stay here. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a very happily married woman in my early 50s, and I have an issue with my husband's longtime friend and fraternity brother. My husband's friend lives in another state for work, but he loves to come visit all his buddies in the city that my husband and I live in. When he comes to town, he would take turns staying at different friends' houses. His first visit to our new home was earlier this year, and he stayed the entire weekend, and that was okay as a one-time deal. Since then, he started alerting my husband that he would be in town and we and would need a place to crash. We're all a tight-knit group of friends, and I know he wore out his welcome at another couple's home, so he set his sights on our house. I told my husband that I am totally against him thinking our home is his weekend getaway. This put me and my husband at extreme odds, and my husband told me that he feels like it's not his home because I make the rules. My husband claims he's making up excuses whenever his friend mentions he's coming to town. I think that my husband is being absolutely ridiculous. We're adults in a nice new home, not a frat house. His friend can easily afford a hotel room every month, but he is too cheap to pay for it. He'd rather stay with his fraternity brothers and save his money. I don't mind if he comes by the house to visit while he's in town, but I do not want his company at my house every other weekend. I love my husband, and I don't want to continue to fight over this, but I am very firm on my beliefs. Am I being selfish? Please advise. No, 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 you are not being selfish. Not at all. And that's coming from a person who absolutely loves company. You guys know how much I love company. But no, you're not being selfish. Nothing you have said is wrong. Uh, No, your husband, uh, your house is not a weekend getaway. And yes, your husband is being ridiculous. 
Uh, your nice new home is in a frat house. <laughs> that, that's crazy. I mean, what do your husband and his frat brother not understand about this? I don't get it. Uh, if frat can afford a hotel room, then frat should get a hotel room. If he can't afford that, then he needs to stay at home. He's already worn out his welcome with another couple that, that's in this tight-knit group with you guys. As far as you and your husband and all this fighting and everything, your husband, husband should be happy that you're being very hospitable to his frat. You're welcoming him, him into your home. Uh, you, you just don't want him to stay there and make your home the weekend getaway. I, I don't understand what the problem is. Your husband needs to grow up. He is now no longer in a fraternity. You guys are in your early 50s. Come on, Steve. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> Welcome back. Ain't this one to come back to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on behalf of Tommy and myself, we sure hoping this ain't a QR capital, but it damn sure sound like somebody I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Father God, please don't let this be a Q. <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> on behalf of Tommy, Lord, don't let it be a new. Please, say. Lord. But it sure sound like one of them to me. <laughs> Let me dig into this letter. <laughs> if one of my frat brothers is listening, well, tag your asses in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a happily married woman in my early 50s, and I got an issue with my husband's longtime friend and fraternity brothers. See, all of the frats that end in Psi, Kappa Alpha Psi, and Omega Psi, Fi, mm-hmm. that rhymes with sigh and fire also rhymes with to the day I die. K-A, sigh to the day I die. Omega, sigh, fire to the day I die. So now we 50. <laughs> <laughs> we he live come to town. Yes. He takes turns staying at different friends' houses. First visit to our new home was earlier this year, and he stayed the entire weekend and that was okay, but it was a one-time deal. Well, since then, he didn't start telling his husband that he going to be in town and he need a place to crash. Mm-hmm. Now, you say we all a tight-knit group of friends, but he done wore out his welcome at the other couple's house. See, they tired of his ass. <laughs> yes, Steve, yes. See, they sick and tired of his ass because it's different now. So now he just said his house. I'm going to get into why it's different in a minute. I got some funny stuff about this here. But let me tell you. See, now he just set his house on, or set his sights on your house. The problem she having is she just said our new home. They done just moved in, and they've been working, saving their money like good folks, got themselves together, and got themselves a new house. Now here his ass come. <laughs> Now, he want to call him, and he want to stay over there. He done got ran out to other people's house. Now, now I told my husband, I'm totally against him thinking our home is a weekend getaway. Now, you and your husband's at the odds. He told me that he feels like it's not his home because I make the rules. Well, dog, it ain't. It's her house, too, though. And if she make a rule in the house, we can't break the rule. My husband claims he's been making excuses whenever his friends mention he's coming to town, as you should. <laughs> I think my husband's being ridiculous. Damn it, he is. <laughs> now, here's the part. We're adults in a nice new home. Yeah. Correction. 
Y'all ain't adults. Y'all 50. That's different. You adults when you 30. Hold on, Steve. Hold on. When you 50, you 50. Stop saying you an adult. Hold Your on. ass is damn near dead. <laughs> Hold on. We'll have part two of halfway now. Coming up no. at 23 after the hour, subject of today's strawberry letter. They my tell husband's... you that, Tommy, because you just turned. <laughs> <laughs> subject, my husband's friend can't stay here. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Three things people think about life insurance. You don't need it. Where do I get it? How much is it? If something happened, would the ones you love be protected? Globe Life provides whole life and term life insurance coverage to millions. Call 1-800-251-5400 or go to globeliferadio.com. With Globe Life, you buy direct. No medical exam, a simple application, coverage that fits any budget, rates starting at $3.49 a month. Protect your family knowing their future is protected. Check out globeliferadio.com or call 1-800-251-5400. That's 1-800-251-5400. Get covered today. All right, Steve, let's recap today's strawberry letter. Subject, my husband's friend can't stay here. Here's this 50-year-old couple that bought themselves a nice new house. Mm-hmm. That dude got a frat brother that that don't like spending his money, so he stay in everybody's house, all the frat bros when he come to town. Now, this one couple got sick of his ass and told him he ain't coming over there no more, so now he done set his sights on y'all house. Now, the problem is this couple just bought their house because they got a new house. So now that she done setting up her now, now here his ass come, frat bro. Mm-hmm. But this different, though. She say that... The husband is upset and said that he feels like it's not his home because I make the rules. Well, dog, it is her house. She get to make the rules, just like you get to make some rules. But if y'all's rules conflict, the person that make the rule win. That's just how it go, man. Marjorie say, I can't eat in the bed. Now, this is my house. I make all the payments around here. (laughs) But her rule is you can't eat in the bed. So guess what? I can't bring no food in there. I can bring it in there if I want to. Mm. Uh-huh. Ha. Mm. The whole lot, yeah. whole lot won't be happy in the bed. Go and bring it in there. <laughs> I bring it in there if I want to. Yeah, that's what you tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it don't be in there. Not only will you not be eating in the bed, <laughs> you know you're going to be doing the damn thing else. That uh-huh. I <laughs> yeah, okay. So my husband claims he's been making up excuses when a friend's mentioned that he's coming. I think my husband is being ridiculous, and he is. Yeah. Because we're adults in a nice new home, not a frat house. His friend can easily afford a hotel room every month, but he's too cheap to pay for it. He'd rather stay at his frat brothers and save the money. Now, I don't mind if he comes to the house to visit when he's in town, but I don't want company in my house every other weekend. And you are absolutely correct, lady. Mm-hmm. I love my husband. I don't want to continue to fight over this, but I'm very firm on my beliefs. Am I being selfish? No, you're not. Your husband is. Now, I'm in a frat that we swear by. Omega Psi Phi mm. to the day I die. But you can't stay at my house. <laughs> come on. Can't no frat brother come and stay at my house. Don't ask me. Don't ask me, though. It's not happening, Steve. Feel how you want to feel. Oh, team dog, team dog, team. Not at my house, we not. (laughs) Now I'm 62. 
<laughs> You're an adult. See, I'm not an adult. I'm 62. <laughs> I'm well past adulthood. Uh-huh. See, you got you got young adults. Mm-hmm. You got uh-huh. young adults. Yeah. You got grown ass people. Oh yes. You got senior citizens, uh-huh. and you got old ass people. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you break it down, Steve. I'm fighting it, but I'm damn near one of them last. <laughs> I'm damn near grown-ass people, senior citizens, old people. (laughs) So now, let's just be real. You can't stay at my house. And you want to know why you can't stay at my house? Because old people are different than young guests. Uh Old guests is different from young guests. What do you mean? See, young people, they go out at night. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to give them a key to get back in. Somebody got to be up. They're going to ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. So they true. wear your ass when they come to the house. They don't know, who is that downstairs? Baby, that's Pookie back. He got to get in. <laughs> oh, it's 3 o'clock. Where the hell he been? Mm. Uh-uh. Old people stay there. <laughs> Old people the sit around. <laughs> Old people watch TV with you. Yep. Old people want to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Old people need pajamas, need socks. <laughs> My feet cold, you got socks? Earl, you got an extra T-shirt? No, no. You got to get Ain't out no of damn here. Extra. Hey, you got a fresh shirt I can wear? No. <laughs> you got to do laundry? Young people uh-huh. eat a lot of food. Yeah. Young mm. people just be in there eating. Mm-hmm. Eat anything. Want to get pizza? All that. Old people mm-hmm. different. Old people got dietary restrictions. <laughs> you clean stuff out the refrigerator. They allergic to nuts. You can't serve no dairy. Now they got gas because they lactose intolerant. Your ass ain't no. You got dairy in everything. They done ate the whipped potatoes. No good in hell. Where you put cream in there? Yeah. Now he just in there fine off. Now he need a laxative. Now he needs some monium AD to stop the diarrhea. You just all too much. (laughs) (laughs) Old people different. (laughs) Young people come to your house, they don't care what temperature it is. Old people want to be over there messing with the thermometer. It's too warm in here. (laughs) It's too cold in here. What temperature y'all keep it at? (laughs) Old people ask questions. What's y'all light bill? Stupid what kind Steve. of toilet tissue y'all use? Y'all ain't got no double ply? I keep breaking through this single ply. Y'all ain't got double ply toilet tissue? What the hell is you in there talking about this for? Why ain't you in the hotel no damn way? Uh, 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 you gotta go, Steve. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> Email us or Instagram us your thoughts. Go to Steve Harvey FM or check out the Strawberry Letter on the podcast on demand. Okay, coming up at 46 after the hour. Steve's back in case you haven't noticed. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you're back. You had a few more uh, thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. Uh, you know, we my were talking about the Strawberry Letter and the here. different, this old frat bro keep coming over his house and the lady don't want it. Mm-hmm. You don't want old people at y'all house. Like I was telling you before, because mm-hmm. old people are different. Mm-hmm. Like oh. Thomas said something on the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Old people get up early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do. Early. They do. <laughs> Er, er, dog team. Where the coffee at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
What? What did it do? Yo, routine. Root. <laughs> Y'all got sweet and low? Sweet and low? Don't nobody use sweet and low no more. Anymore. No, that's all I use is sweet and low. Sweet and low. <laughs> oh, did you hear about the cancer with no rats? Dog, I ain't no rat. I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, hey bro. Bro, hey, hey, bro, quit, quit barking. Man. Right. Grandkids is upstairs. Everything. Grandkids is upstairs and they scared. <laughs> <laughs> then you come home, his old ass sitting up there. He don't know how to work the thermostat. Now he got it hot as hell in the house. You come in the house, he's sitting up there watching TV. He ain't got no shirt on. <laughs> You got to go, dog. You got to put And he's sitting up in there with no shirt on. 38D. Your wife come out the kitchen. Why is he in there with no shirt? It's hot, man. I don't know what happened to that thermostat. He's scaring the grandkids. Dog. 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 Quit barking in my house. Papa, make it stop. Make it stop, Papa. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you all in here, Tommy. You Tommy boys all up in the hay, man. You ain't got no canes around here where we do a little stuff. Mess around, break something in my house with this cane. Or break them on your it, body. Uh, no, uh, but when they throw the cane, they drop it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got kids, man. Come on now. Oh, man. Get out of here. Wow. I <laughs> love you, but don't come in here with that. <laughs> I love it, Steve. I'm not with that. Uh-uh. Oh, after everything, uh-uh. he got the bark. I love the barking, though. Yeah, one more. Oh, oh man. Get in the grandkids. Mm. Dog you, you got some sweet low. <laughs> man, I'll tell you no more. But, but look, you, you ain't only scaring the grandkids. You ain't only scaring the grandkids. We don't have sweet the dog. Yeah. He's scaring the dog, man. <laughs> but is this uh, every time he... Routine. Every time he addresses you, Steve, it's a bark? Dog. Yeah. <laughs> dog team. <laughs> it could be it could be too Steve much sometimes. In my house, man. Just in my house, it's Steve. <laughs> Just call me Steve. <laughs> hey dog team, hey, let's set out a hot. Like, hey man, I don't hot no more. Come on. Oh my god, man. <laughs> dog team. <laughs> need that sweet and low. Ooh, that would get on my nerves. Oh my I ain't god. Tell you no, we no need more, for man. you to go. We ain't got no sweet and low. Man, I've been through all the cabinets. Y'all ain't got none left. <laughs> All right, Steve. You we got to you sweet and low. <laughs> we got to get out of here. More on your vacation when we come back. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. So let's get back into this vacation now. This journey we're going on. your living your best life vacation. We've gone to Venice, down to Croatia, Montenegro. So, yeah, I wasn't going to discuss my vacation. But I decided, uh, like I said at the top of my vacation, Mm -hmm. that I wanted Mm -hmm. to share just some things with people on my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter just to expose people who want to see other parts of the world. Absolutely. It's just for people who who aspire to travel to some places outside of America sometimes just to see. Thank you. And I decided not to let haters stop me because they got the wrong viewpoint on it. I'm not showing off. It's just the life that God then gave me. Steve. But it also is the life that God can provide for anybody who has yes, a desire. Yes, he loves uh, us all but, the same. Ta-da. Absolutely. Right. Ta-da. And stop apologizing. But you, know, you don't have your... to go to Montenegro. Mm-hmm. You can go see Colorado Springs. You can go see uh, the Smoky Mountains. You can go see the Grand Canyon. You can go see Niagara Falls. You don't have to come this far 
you could to see how wonderful God is. God is everywhere. Some beautiful place you haven't seen. So I just try and inspire, uh, inspire people with some of my posts. Right. I mentioned God quite often in a lot of my posts. You did. You yeah. did. So we, here's we've seen your posts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I after Montenegro, time. next stop after Montenegro was Greece. Ooh. Now, oh, tell me about here that. Here was the beautiful thing about Greece. We were on the western coast of Greece. Here was the beautiful thing about it. A friend of mine who is not mm-hmm. famous, who mm-hmm. you all don't know, mm-hmm. was on a yacht with his family. And he was texting. He said, man, I know you said you were going to be out here. Where are you? And at the time, I was still in Croatia. He told me where it was, and but it was too far away. And I said, man, don't look like we're going to be able to see each other because we're too far away. On water, it's not as simple as driving. Oh, because okay. you got to think of a boat going 15 to 17 knots, which is around about the same in terms of miles per hour. Uh-huh. Uh, look that up for me. So if you're, you're on a boat going 15 knots, let's say the average speed is 15 knots on, on, a, on, a, on a big boat, you got, you know, in terms of miles per hour, that's a little bit different. So... We decided we were too far away. Mm-hmm. And then he ran into some bad weather where he was. Oh, so that's about that's started. Excuse me, Steve. This is 15 uh-huh. knots is 17 miles per hour? Yeah, about 17 miles per hour. Yeah, said. that's it. Uh, that's what you said? That's exactly okay. right. Okay. So, fifth, so we just looked it up. 15 knots is about 17 miles per hour. So traveling on water is, is very slow compared mm-hmm. to land. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were driving a car 17 miles per hour, you would be sick. You'd never get right. there. To yeah, death. You'd be like, dang. <laughs> what are we gonna get? Can't this thing go but any you know, faster? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in a boat, there it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the difference between traveling on boat and on water is it's a straight line. You ain't gotta go around no curves and ain't no lights. And there is no traffic jam. So it's just a steady ride. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't mm-hmm. see each other. Then he ran up into some bad weather and his captain took his family out of the weather and, and guided him around it. And so we ended up meeting up after I left Montenegro on the western coast of Africa. And little to my surprise, we pull into port at the exact same time. I'm thinking it's him and his family on board. We laughing, talking, waving at each other. They pull up. He's got this wonderful boat. We both sitting there realizing. And up on deck, I realize it's not his son, but it's my boy, Jerome Bettis from the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh He was a guest on this other guy's boat. And man, Bettis said, What's up, man? I said, Oh, hell no. (laughs) And man, it was crazy. So the wives got together. We got together, man. We had dinner on the boats in in, uh, Greece. We had a wonderful time. Then we went together to a bay. They did some water sports and stuff. They did, not me. I they did, not you. Sports. <laughs> All right. I put my foot in on the back, but that's it. <laughs> All right. Coming up, more stories from Steve's incredible vacation trip and more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Junior, a little bit more on Helmet Gate. The Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown. Helmet Gate gets weirder. What, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, Fill us in. Okay, you, you ain't heard about this, huh? Uh-uh. 
Oh, oh man. Oh my God. Antonio Brown, I can't keep talking about this. What is <laughs> this? What, what helmet do you want? <laughs> Making 20 something million dollars a year. What more do you want? Okay, so Antonio Brown, receiver for the uh, Oakland Raiders, he filed agreements to wear his old helmet that was denied by the NFL earlier last week. Then Antonio found an updated version of the helmet and he yeah. thought it was good. Right. But now he would not be permitted to wear that helmet. After it failed the NFL safety testing. So what damn helmet do you want? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Pick one. Don't make it start going off it about don't these matter. helmets. Get Steve. anything. Get something on your head. A tail. A kango. Get something. And get your ass out here and catch this ball. We are sick and tired of talking about this damn helmet. It don't even matter what hat you wear. Hell, Uncle Steve got plenty of hats. He'll let you yeah. use one. But get your ass on the field. You make too much money to be complaining about a hat. What do you want? Huh? You get your marching band hat. They, them hard like that. Put, High stepping, baby. Put that out there. Steve, don't let him get. He goes I, in about these sick hats. sick of talking hey, about his hat. Junior. Huh? 20 million. I don't give a damn if they give me a stocking cap. <laughs> Morning show. Steve is back, everybody. <laughs> Coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. First day back, fresh off vacation. Uh, you know, you've told us where you started. You started in Venice, then you went on up to Croatia. Then you were telling us about Montenegro. Now tell us about right. Montenegro. Now, I left Venice and I went down the coast of Croatia. Okay, down. Next it's okay. place we after don't know that, direction. Yeah. If you look on my Instagram, in Croatia, I stopped at a mussel farm and an oyster farm and oh, pulled yeah, out mussels and oysters and washed them myself mm-hmm. and uh, talked trash. <laughs> so after that, we went to the first time ever to this place called Montenegro. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to be careful as a black person because you know, they be in that thing, black and Montenegro, and you know, you be you don't be paying no attention to it. He get tight. Yeah, you be a little tight. They be saying that real fast, and you be yeah. walking around. It's in the Negro. Uh-huh. There go another Negro. Uh-huh. What you mean, there go another Negro? But then they'll be saying, welcome to Montenegro. And, and then, you know, so you have to be careful, but anyway. Uh, Dubai owns this port. It's two ports in Montenegro. It's where the cruise ships dock. And then there's a more uh, upscale port mm-hmm. on the other side of the uh, bay. So you go around the corner. It's more uh, some great food over there. Lots of shops, lots of souvenir shops. Uh, they had a... <laughs> what? They had a Louis Vuitton bags on potato chip racks. Huh? Huh? Were they real? They had they real? Louis Vuitton bags on potato chip racks. Wow. So were they knockoffs? You know how you clip potato chips on? You just yeah, snatch yeah, them yeah. up. You could okay. shop for a Louis Vuitton bag like that. Wow. And it was 75% off. What? When have yeah. you ever I've seen never. Louis Vuitton oh. on sale? Oh, they never. never. You ain't getting never, none? Never. Dog, dog, them wasn't real. <laughs> no, they got they a case couldn't. of them, though, dog. You could have flipped dog. them when you got back. Now nah, he boozing See, that's the person. Whole, right there. <laughs> Been 100%. Then they had a, a AP watch, a Rolex, Ooh, and a, a and a Hublot in the window, all of them in the same box. 
But oh. then they had a fake Gucci and New York Yankee hat combined. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. What? So we go around the corner to this other port, and Dubai owns it, and it is completely different. It's one of my favorite places now. It was stunningly clean, very, very nice to see. The views were exquisite, and the places was just real, real, real nice. And it's not even completely built up yet, but it's going to be one of the hot spots. All right, uh, coming up, our last break of the day, and then we'll get some closing remarks from Steve Harvey back from vacation live and living his best life. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, our last break of the day. Your first day back at work. How you feel? It's good to have you back. You sound good. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's really, really good to be back. You know, it was amazing this vacation because uh, for the first time uh, in my life, I've started a journal. What? I started my journal on the first day wow. that I was out on my vacation on the boat because uh, it's always been a spiritual experience for me to take my yearly trip on the boat because I work so many hours a day and so many different things that I do that when I'm out on the boat, it's a spiritual thing for me. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's so spiritual is because I discovered something. I was sitting on back deck one day, and when you look out on the ocean, there are long stretches of time where you don't even see another boat or and you see no one. So when you don't see people and all you can see is water as far as your eye can see and sky and clouds and sunlight or cloud cover or rain or rainbows, the only thing out there is God. And so you become very connected to God because The reason there's no devil out there is because there's no people out there that the devil can affect. Mm. So it's a very spiritual thing to be out there. And that's why I I take this vacation every year. It's a cleansing time for me. It's a replenishing time. It's a repairing time. It's a healing time. But this time was different from all the times. This time I was changed. And Mm. God changed me. And I'm not afraid to say it. He changed me because he changed my motivation for being successful. You know, uh, there's a scripture, and I'm going to try to remember it. Uh, I think it's James 4 and 3. I think it's James 4 and 3. And in this scripture, it says something to the effect. And I I hope I got it right. If not, don't hold it against me. But it says to the effect, you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. And so, of course, I had to look up the word amiss because I don't know what it means. And what I found out it meant was when you ask God for something and you keep not receiving it, it's because you ask amiss means you asking it with the wrong motivation. Mm -hmm. And so what it caused me to do was, and I'm saying this to everybody as a lesson, you might want to consider this. What it caused me to do was, 
everything I was asking God for, I wanted to write down the reason why I wanted to acquire it so bad. Now, I had some good reasons in there. You know, like, you know, I want to change some people's lives. I want to send more kids to college. I want to, you know, change some boys' lives. I want to expand my mentoring camp. I want to, you know, be more philanthropic. I want to uh, change the way some people drink water and live in Africa. I had a lot of that in there. But sprinkled in there, being honest, I also had stuff in there like, I want to prove them wrong. I want to flex on them. I want to show them what God can do. I want to prove all of what they saying about me to be wrong. I want to shut the haters up. And when I was honest, and I wrote this down, just being honest, this is just me and God talking now. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was going to share this with y'all, but I'm doing it because I want you to understand the change that I had. Because sometimes you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. Sometimes your motivation for wanting it is wrong. And I had to learn by reading the scripture on the boat that what I was asking for, even though I had a lot of good stuff in there, if I was honest about it, some of the stuff was wrong. And the reason he don't give it to you is because of lustful things. And lust don't mean just flesh. Sometimes lust is just things you want. You want to flex on them. I want to prove them wrong. I want to shut them up. That ain't not, That should not be your motivation. See, you think it's motivation, but you can't get a positive result with a negative input. So negatively, I want to shut people up, or negatively, I want to prove them wrong, or negatively, I want to flex on them, but I want a positive outcome. So I was delaying my blessings by doing that sometimes. As blessed as I am, I still was delaying some blessings. So I wrote a new list, and I took all of the lustful, fleshly stuff out, like flexing, prove them wrong, shut them haters up, I'll show them. Now you think I ain't this, you ain't thinking that. Now what y'all think, I took all that out. And it cleaned up my motivation. And now my motivation purely became what I'm supposed to do is enlighten, to share, to uh, encourage, to motivate other people. The other stuff, I shouldn't even, that ain't even in my mix. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you say, what, what. And, and, and how you feel and whether Amen. you see if I was right or not, I changed my motivation. When you change your motivation, it changes the results. God will open up the windows of heaven like they say and pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And that's exactly what started happening immediately because God is a right now God. It don't take God all day to bless you. When God waved his finger, it's waved and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. And I just wanted to share that peace with you in case you kind of been like me and that might have been blocking some of your blessings. You feel me? That's my closing remarks today. Yes, <laughs> and I got plenty more where that comes from. <laughs> Drop yes, that sir. mic, baby. Amen. It's on the flow. <laughs> you better get better, boy. Bam. Hey, y'all. Have a great weekend. Uh, <laughs> and I change. Uh-uh. He ain't
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 